If you didn't know already, you should be creating a strategic plan every single year. Now, some organizations have long-term plans that are like their three to five year plan, but you should at least be doing one each year to get yourself focused and ready for the new year, set some targets and be able to track how you're doing towards those targets. Some nonprofits don't do this because they already know what programs they're doing. They're really busy. Maybe they don't know how to do them. So they just kind of ignore it and they don't do it. They just keep plowing through and doing all the good work that they're doing, but not with a specific target in mind and not with a way to actually measure how they're doing. But if you don't do strategic planning and you haven't done it yet, don't feel like you're so far behind all of the organizations that do strategic planning. Trust me, I have helped a lot of nonprofits do strategic planning, plenty that have done plans every year in the past. And just because a nonprofit is doing a strategic plan doesn't mean that that strategic plan is any good or that they even follow it or that they even revisit it or use it or that they track how they're doing against it. So what I don't want to happen is your strategic plan to become one of these check the box things that you do just to have one, just to appease your board and to say you're doing one. I want you to do them so that you can be strategic in your activities, get some focus and be able to actually measure your success against where you said you were going to go anyway. I am going to help you develop a super simple, but clear focused strategic plan with just a few quick steps. Even though it's the end of the year, you can do this and go to your next board meeting with a beautiful strategic plan and feel great going into the new year. All right, let's talk about it. Welcome to episode eight of the Harvesting Results Show, where I help you serve others by offering advice, support, resources, so that you can nurture your roots to harvest the fruits of all that hard work and dedication that you put into your cause. I'm Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about one of my most favorite topics, which is strategic planning. And I love strategic planning because I am the employee or the person that sits around and says, why, why are we doing this? To what end? Like, what are we trying to achieve here? I was that annoying kid that just asked why, 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 why? And I grew up to be somebody that's an evaluator. So anyway, the strategic plan today, I don't want you to get overwhelmed with. We're going to talk about strategic planning, and this is a super simplified version. This is the one that you can do on your own and it really helps you just get some easy, clear questions answered so that you can at least have some targets for next year. Now, when I get hired by a nonprofit to do strategic planning, it's a much more in-depth methodical process where we really define the overarching result that we're trying to achieve. We define indicators of what does success look like. We determine which ones of those indicators are going to be our headline measures that communicate well to the community and stakeholders about the impact you're making. And then we figure out what works to have success and out of what works we develop programs and services that we're going to offer so that our activities are making maximum impact on the headline measures that we defined. And then each program has its own measures and all this stuff. So, all of that is great and is a really valuable process. And if you can do that, great. Or if you can hire a consultant for that, great. 
If not, I'm just gonna break this down for you real quick so that you can feel good about what you do have. And maybe if you can hire a consultant a couple years down the road, um, or you can get much more granular a couple years down the road, having done this process for the years leading up to that will be really beneficial for you. All right, so let's break it down. The first thing you're gonna wanna do is head on over to cthulhu.com slash planning. I actually give you a worksheet that has all of the questions that you need to answer. So as we're going through this, you can literally remember the questions and write out your answers to them so that you can do this in real time because I am all about being efficient and why should you sit here consuming this content if you're not creating something with it? So go on over to katulo.com slash planning and grab your strategic planning worksheet so that we can do it together. At the top of that worksheet, you are going to see what is the goal. You can do one of these worksheets for each one of your programs or you can do it for your organization overall. So if you're gonna do it for your organization overall, your mission hopefully says what you're trying to achieve. If your mission sucks, then go over to my video, I'll link it below, that talks about how to write a mission statement that doesn't suck. Hopefully after watching that, you have created a mission statement that at least articulates your desired result. So hopefully you have a mission statement that states kind of the goal, your mission, not what services you're providing, but what you're trying to achieve. So write down what your goal is overall. So if you had a nonprofit that you were trying to find homes for neglected donkeys, you would write down that you were restoring dignity in the lives of donkeys, or you would say creating permanency in the lives of donkeys in this county, whatever. So if it was creating permanency was the goal, that's the big thing. What are you trying to achieve? What are you creating? What are you delivering? Second question, what does success look like? If you are successful in achieving your mission that year, what does success look like? Well, donkeys in homes, you know, that are actually good homes. Maybe you have more donkeys on your property. Maybe you have a higher level of referrals. Like what does success look like? Maybe there's no or less uh, neglected donkeys in your county. Maybe you're the go-to person for neglected donkeys. Like whatever success looks like, write down all of the things that if somebody came to you and saw what was going on, they would go, oh, this is directly related to the mission and we can totally see that they are now creating permanence for donkeys. What does success look like? Just list out what success looks like. What, if you are achieving your mission, should be happening? The next question is what activities do you do? does your organization do that has the highest impact on those things, those success things? So if we say that driving through this county, you saw less neglected donkeys, then what activities are we doing that are ensuring donkeys are getting the homes that they need? So that might be making community connections, that might be connecting with people that have farms that you know are you know good stewards of their animals, whatever it is, but you are listing out the activities that you do that have the highest impact. So if you look at your property and you realize that you're giving hay rides to people for $50 on the weekend, and you're doing these donkey, kiss a donkey fundraisers, and you're doing this donkey show and tell, whatever on your property and you think about 
what are the main activities we're doing? And you're like, well, our donkey show and tell had a hundred people out at it. And our um, kiss a donkey booth raised a thousand dollars. If those are your metrics for success, that doesn't tell me anything about how many donkeys you're getting permanent in good homes for. So if you're spending all your time with these activities that are not highly impactful, then this is what's helpful about the plan is you get to pause and go like, you know what? We are going to do what is impactful against our mission and not spin our wheels doing all these other little things that just aren't that impactful. So what activities, you can list out all of your activities and then highlight the ones that are the most impactful. So you're going to focus on those. That is how you're gonna create your focus areas. So hopefully you have like three. You might have one, you might have five, but three is a good number of focus areas. So if for you, it might be getting referrals, making sure that you're the number one person that people come to for donkey rehabilitation or for finding donkey adoptions. It might be making partnerships with people who will adopt donkeys. So you have your referral program, you have your adoption program, and maybe you have a program where you raise medical bills, raise funds for medical bills for donkeys that need rehab before they can go to their new home. And those three things really impact your mission. So after you've listed out all the things you do and you've figured out which ones are most impactful, you are going to make those your focus areas. So now on your website, you can actually say, we create permanent loving homes for donkeys, whatever. And we do that through these three focus areas. You know, we focus on referrals, rehabilitation, adoption, whatever it ends up being your focus areas. Get your focus areas. And once you have your three focus areas, it doesn't mean that you're not doing kiss a donkey, but it does mean that that isn't primary. You need to put as much effort into your most impactful activities as possible. So on your strategic plan, you're gonna have your focus areas and you're gonna create measurable goals for those focus areas. And by the end of the year, by golly, you better have done those goals. Now, if you did Hayrides fundraiser and you did kiss a donkey and you did all this other stuff that was cute and maybe a little bit impactful, but not that much, it's fine as long as you accomplish the goals that you set out in your strategic plan for your three focus areas, because that is what your community wants to hear about. You'll be able to really say that you're having an impact towards the mission that you care so much about. And then all the other stuff is just like, you know, fluff. It's like icing on the cake. So I'm not saying you can't do them. I'm just saying don't spend all your time doing them and have it hurt your mission. Finally, now that you have your focus areas, I want you to develop measurable goals or targets for each of those focus areas. And you can come up with three measures. Um, or come up with one, just come up with some goal that's measurable. These are called KPIs or key performance indicators. So when people say, do you have KPIs? Once you do this, you can say, yes, I do. A KPI might be how many donkeys have been put into homes. It might be how many donkeys you got referred to you, how many donkeys got rehabilitated. I want you to think a little deeper than how many though, because this is what most nonprofits do. They can easily tell you the units of services, how many kids they served, how many donkeys they 
did whatever they did with. Units of service is really easy for nonprofits to be able to come up with. What's harder is how well did you do that service or is anybody better off because of it? How well did you do it? You might have percentage of donkeys that were referred in that you actually took on and found homes for. If you had a hundred referred and you're just like, we had a hundred referrals, you think that's great. And then next year you get 150 referrals. Well, does it matter if you've homed one donkey, but your referrals are going up, but you don't home any more donkeys? No, it doesn't matter. But if you can say your homing percentage rate, whatever, is 78%. So of all the referrals you get, 178 donkeys get a new home. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So you want to think about a percentage of the people or the animals or the population that engages in your services that actually gets the thing. So this could be percentage of people that came to your GED class and actually graduated. This could be percentage that just showed up every day. That could be a how well you're doing it. Percentage of people that said that your webinar was really helpful for them. And then if you want to get really crazy, you can also do, you know, is anybody better off? Meaning, you know, in six months down the road, how are those people still doing? How are those donkeys holding up and continuing to track them? But you don't need to worry about that now. I would love it if you just focused on number, like how many, and then percentage of those that went on to do something that helps in the pipeline of getting them to where they need to be in a permanent home. In the donkey example, the permanent home, like tracking matters because permanent means that they don't go to a home and you can't really claim that it's their permanent home if they've been there a month. So to be able to say, well, we can claim it it's the permanent home because we send out surveys every six months and the new owner signs an agreement that they have to keep the donkey and let, you know, or it's given back to us and, and we rehome it again. So whatever, but I'm just saying, think about what you're saying and think about how you can track that and how you can measure it. And it can just be easy tracking or an easy survey. It doesn't have to be crazy. But even if you just have number of units of service and then percentage of those people that actually did something, they were equipped to do something, they learned something, they changed a behavior, they got something, housing, whatever. That is great if you have those two. So you're gonna want some metrics or some target KPIs for your three focus areas. So if, again, if that's referrals, you'll want it for referrals. If that is for homing the actual donkeys, if that's for rehabilitating donkeys, create some metrics or some measurable goals for each of those areas. You may also want to come up with goals that have to do with operations, have to do with marketing. Like what are you going to do to get the word out? Those are some like operational administrative things that are also good to have a couple goals around. Are you trying to hire staff this year? Are you trying to have new volunteer targets? Like what are you trying to do as far as communicating your program out and running your program? Are you going to launch a new system, a new software, a new whatever? So thinking about what you actually need to run your business, people resources, human resources, physical stuff you need, materials, supplies, whatever that is, but you can make targets for that as well so that you can make sure that you are working in what you're expensing as revenue comes in. As I say revenue, you also want fundraising goals. Like if you made a certain amount off this end of year campaign, then next year it should be that plus whatever, 10%, 25%. Just understand how much you're bringing in 
and start projecting out how much you might bring in next year and start making those projections and those targets because then you have something to go by as you are working on your communications and you're working on getting funding for your programs. Let's recap. What's your goal? What are you trying to achieve? What does success look like? What are all the things that if somebody drove on your property and you were doing your mission well, what would they see? And maybe not even drive on their property, but if they looked in the community and you were doing your program well, what would it look like? What does success look like? What activities do you do? Write them all out. And then which ones are the most impactful to help you achieve results? Highlight those. Hopefully it's just a few. Those are your focus areas. And then you want to develop measurable goals. How many, how much, how well, percentage, number, and then a percentage of those that go on to do something. Then you want to develop measurable goals that say exactly what you're trying to do. So are you trying to have X number more donkeys referred to you? Are you trying to have 50% of donkeys referred to you in a new home? Are you trying to have it done by the end of the year or by each quarter? Just make it real measurable. Okay, I hope that this was helpful. This is just a super easy, the quick questions that you need to answer so that you can do some strategic planning. But honestly, if you just answer these questions and then bring this worksheet that you can get katulo.com slash planning, bring it to your board, have them all fill out the worksheet. What do they think? This is a great way to empower them to help you with strategic planning. Do it together with them. Do it with your staff, do it with your volunteers. Help them say like, I know we've been a little bit disorganized, but we're actually gonna do strategic planning. Don't worry, it's just five questions and we're gonna go through it and see what we think. I would love for you to leave a comment down below and tell me one of your focus areas for this year. Like what was one of the things you were gonna focus on? And if you want extra credit, give me one of the measurable goals or the KPIs for that. All right, I hope that this was helpful and that you can do this quickly and feel way better equipped to go into 2022 and kill it with your nonprofit and for the people that you created your nonprofit for. Thank you so much for your service to this world. I'll talk to you next time, guys. <laughs>